Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, a podcast where we take a nostalgic look at movies from different generational perspectives. And I'm your host, Peter, an 80s baby. And I'm Alicia, a 90s baby. All right, and today you're joining me to review the uh, 1988 fantasy comedy High Spirits. It's directed by uh, Neil Jordan, and it stars Daryl Hannah as Mary, uh, Peter O'Toole as Peter, Steve Gutenberg as Jack, Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo as Sharon, Liam Neeson as Martin, Jennifer Tilly as Miranda, Peter Gallagher as Brother Tony, and let's go with uh, Martin Ferrero as Malcolm. I think those are our main people there uh, in that movie. But uh, Alicia, what do we like to do before we actually get into the review? We like to see what was going on that year. All right. So let's uh, let's pull up some of the, the movies that came out around this time. Uh, let's go with the fall-ish um, season of 1988. Let's see here. Have you heard of the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray? I think I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. All right, it's a modern take of you know uh, Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. You got to check it out. Okay. Um, the Naked Gun. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Twins. Nope. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Mm, no. Really? Oh, okay. That's one <laughs> of his classics. Actually, it uh, it did very very well. I'm just looking at the numbers. And it grossed 111 million, almost 112 actually. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and Police Squad was also popular. That came at 70 million. Um. Let me see what else. Uh, Rain Man. Have you heard of that movie? I have heard of that movie. Yeah. So that uh that came out just a couple weeks after, and uh, also I'm gonna get you sucker. <laughs> I'm sure you don't know that one, but that's a uh, a Wayans movie there. All right, and so the music for that time, uh, I, I hopefully I don't have to check in any kind of like pop culture card here, but uh, the number one song when this movie came out was Bon Jovi's "Bad Medicine." Now I oh, feel yes. like if I heard the song, I would know it. You do know this song? Your love is like bad medicine. Oh, okay, bad yeah. Medicine. See? Yeah, I love that song. Look at you! You're schooling me on a 1988 song. Yeah, come on, get so, it together. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. I know, really. No, look, I I, uh, I I love Bon Jovi, but um, I know that song. It's just not one of my favorites, uh-huh. and I guess like maybe I should have tried to come up like, do I know the lyrics? Bad medicine, but I do know the song. So give me that. But um, <laughs> my my three favorite uh, go to try to sing karaoke songs of bon jovi <laughs> is uh always do you know that one i i don't know that one actually okay always uh wanted dead or alive oh yes which your generation knows from rock band <laughs> <laughs> actually and... i i know that from the radio oh okay yeah you still play that oh yeah. okay i'm sure and um well i guess a couple other ones up um oh gosh what what is that one that uh living on a prayer right See, Yes, living on prayer. I was about to say uh, Papa don't preach. Yeah, (laughs) I was about to say Papa don't preach, but that's Madonna. But yeah, living on a prayer, (laughs) and so that's three. There's actually there's one more that I really like. Nope, that's it. Those those are the three that I try to sing. So uh, (laughs) always is a very beautiful song. What about um, you give love a bad name? Oh yeah, that one's such a pump up song. Shot through the heart. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Even just the first line of the of the song. Uh-huh. Yeah, look at you! Look at you! You should be running this show. Like, man, you, you're totally, you you are an eight, uh, '80s baby, not me. All right, so uh, so that's pretty much it. And so this movie, uh, High Spirits. Do you know any of the actors or actresses from this movie? Well, Liam Neeson, of course. You know, um, I don't know who you are. I'm gonna find you, kill you, etc. You know. So, so every, yeah, and also from Schindler's List, but I have not seen Schindler's List, but it's it's because I know it's going to be so sad. Like I'm Jewish, so I always like bawl my eyes out at these movies. So I, 
I need to find a day where I'm like emotionally ready to see that movie because I yeah like it, I, I really want to. It is it. a very good movie though. Yeah, uh, it's um I've seen it like three times. I actually do I do own it. I own some kind of like collector's edition of of it. Huh. But uh, yeah, it's it's it is a good movie. Um, but it's kind of like how, you know, like Twelve Years a Slave. It was a good movie, but like how how many times do you want to go back and watch that? You know. Yeah, it's like, how do I want to feel but, um, like this? <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, Liam Neeson was also Qui-Gon Jinn in Phantom Menace. I feel like we have to kind of say that around this time, you know, with all the Star Wars kind of being resurfaced, you know, the, the even the uh, prequels. And, <laughs> um, but Steve Gutenberg, Jack, do you, are you not familiar um, with him? He was in like um, Three Men and a Baby. He was in Short Circuit 1 and 2. Wait, no, I'm sorry. He was in Short Circuit 1. But also, he was in uh he was the star of like the first four police academies. Um, I actually have not seen any of those. <laughs> Do you recognize his face? How about this? He was the dad in It Takes 2, the Olsen Twins movie. <laughs> I didn't really watch the Olsen Twins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I'm sorry. That was a little ageist uh, of me to say. <laughs> um Okay, I'm just trying to think if there's any other movies you might remember him from. Okay, uh, Daryl Hannah. You don't recognize her? Did you ever see, like, Blade Runner? Or um, she was also... which I think she was in Never Say Never Again, I want to say, as a Bond girl. Oh. Um, she was... Uh, oh, she was the mermaid in Splash. I, I never saw that. There's a, oh, there's the, a mermaid movie called yeah. Splash? Oh. Yeah, it, it has Tom Hanks and... Uh, and I, I think there's something like when she she comes out of the land, you know, she's got legs, but splash with like a, um, you know, like salt water, she'll turn back into a mermaid. So uh, yeah, it's it's almost oh. like a live action version of Little Mermaid, except for she doesn't lose her voice. Rick Moranis is also in there. Oh, she was in Kill Bill. Oh right, she was the the one with the patch. Oh okay, yes. Oh, what was her name? Crap. I'd have. I don't remember. I haven't seen it since it first came out. That, no, that wasn't Black Mamba. No, that's that's Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that Kobe's name? Or is it the Mamba? Um, I, I actually... Mamba. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay. How about Beverly D'Angelo? Uh, his wife, uh, Sharon. Do you recognize her from anything? She was um, in the Vacation movies with Chevy Chase. Um, I never saw the Vacation movies. Okay. Um, how about Jennifer Tilly, the um, Miranda with the really high-pitched voice? <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was so annoying. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm looking at her picture right now. Um, I see she was, she was uh, in... She was Chucky's, Chucky's oh, bride. Oh, she plays Bonnie in Family Guy. Oh, I, I don't watch Swanson. that show, so I don't know. Oh, well, um, you know um, Patrick Warburton? Yes. Um, so he plays um, the guy in the wheelchair on that show, right? Um, and yeah, so this woman, she voices his wife. Oh, okay. Also, apparently she was in Monsters, Inc., which is an awesome movie. It's a great movie, but I don't remember who she is. She's Celia, um, the monster that Mike likes. <laughs> okay, it must be a small role that I don't remember then, right? No, she gets really mad at him and stuff because... I don't remember. Phoenix can tell you all about that movie. That was his jam. Okay. <laughs> and it's so funny. It was really cute, too, because when Monsters University came out and we were watching it as a family and he was getting, like, all the, like, the, the, the references and the jokes, you know, from, like, Monsters, Inc. And, uh -huh. and I just kind of looked and I'm like, okay, well, it, obviously he knows what it is, you know, so I, <laughs> I thought that was kind of kind of fun to watch uh, with him. Yeah, that came out like as I was going to college, and so that that was that was great for me. The the university one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And uh, I guess the the other big name here is Peter O'Toole. That one you don't know, right? Rest in peace. It sounds uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Super familiar. That that's all my watch list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was in that, and also the um, the Academy Award winning uh, Supergirl. I joke. Oh, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, no, there is there is a Supergirl movie, though. <laughs> oh, so. boy. 
Yeah. For, for the right, longest so, uh, time, though, I thought Supergirl and Wonder Woman were the same person. Like, so, yeah. I just I couldn't can, fathom I can their... see that. I mean, they they wear the same <laughs> color schemes, you know? So I, I yeah. get that. Yeah. Uh, except for one is blonde and the other is brunette, but that's okay. Oh, my, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that right. All right. Uh, so the plot of this movie, for those that have not seen it, which, you know... Um, I, you know, the listeners of the show obviously know we go we go into spoilers, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure we've picked up some new listeners here and there with with you coming on a, l- a little more regularly. And I feel that's why people do come to the show is to hear your thoughts as well. But uh, this movie is about uh, Peter Plunkett, who is the owner of this uh, Irish castle that had been uh, turned into like a bed and breakfast and uh, obviously, it is also the only employment for the uh, local villagers. And uh, Mr. Peter Plunkett, we'll just call him Mr. Plunkett from here on out. Because um, I, I think it's weird when somebody ha- shares the same name as me. Like when we were doing Hook. Hey, that's funny. Both movies had Peter. But yeah, anyway. also, um, Mr. Holland's opus has a character named Peter. I remember hmm. thinking about that, like while watching it. I'm I'm trying to remember who it was, but yeah, I remember, go ahead, go ahead, like, look that up while I, uh, while I, yeah, go down here. But uh, yeah, so uh, Mr. Plunkett owes money to like an American businessman, and he gets the idea to basically turn this castle into the most haunted castle uh, in Europe in order to get money and hopefully deter people away from taking this home from him. The castle does belong to his family. Uh, and then basically throughout the movie, they get into a bunch of mischief where they're trying to scare the uh, the visitors, American visitors. Well, I guess they're not all American. There's some that are English, too. And that's pretty much it. Well, and I guess during that, um, uh, Steve Gutenberg, uh, who plays Jack and his wife, Sharon, they both encounter ghosts played by Daryl Hannah and Liam Neeson. And then there's a little love, love square. I guess we can call it. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> we'll call it a love square uh, b- between that. All right. So did you find out the, the character of Peter from Mr. Holland's Opus? I found out that I am actually just crazy and I imagined it. <laughs> Sorry okay. Well, about you know, that. we're both a little under the weather, so that's okay. Yes. The, the, the sickness is affecting my brain, probably. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's start off with uh, Mr. Peter Plunkett where uh, I already mentioned he decides to turn the hotel into a haunted tourist attraction. What do you think of the opening scene here where he's trying to hang himself? I, okay, just nowadays, like, I was, like, just sitting there like, oh, God, oh, God, if this had been released in theaters this year, like, there would have been such, oh, gosh, you know, such a bad fallout from that just because, you know, like, people really take suicide seriously now, like, as they should, but... Yeah, like the fact that they're making fun of it, like, <laughs> like it, it was it was a funny scene, but um, yeah, I just couldn't help but think, like, oh god, if if it if it were released today, like, how upset would everybody get? <laughs> right, and this is the second time you've joined me for a movie where it has a suicide attempt, you know, with Hook, yeah. Hook being the first one. Uh, but but this one, you get twice the fun question mark because he he tries to do it twice yeah uh, okay. yeah yeah so uh he owes mr uh brogan some money i don't know if the, the name is uh, quite dropped yet uh at, at this point but um you know the, the guy who owns like the mortgage to the castle i guess uh-huh. and so yeah he comes up with the idea to turn it into like a haunted tourist um establishment and then we get like right off the bat. I think it was like seven minutes in. We're we're already getting like a montage, uh, you know, in, in this movie. So it's a thing that they definitely did in the eighties and nineties. But uh, some of the things they were doing, uh, they were like uh, spraying cobwebs around the hotel, which I I didn't know that was a thing. Like uh, like cobwebs in a can. Yeah, that's super cool. That, yeah, that's so much easier than those holid, um those Halloween decorations they sell in store, where you just have to like spread stretch, it yourself. Yeah, stretch <laughs> out the cotton and stuff. Yeah, it, this looks a, a lot easier. I wonder if that's something that they actually like use in real life for movies. They've been hiding it from us. Yeah, well, th- yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's really expensive too. You know what I mean? So that would actually kind of make sense. Um, they they were setting up like some kind of headless knight in an armor. Uh, they're rigging up cables to make it appear as like people are flying. Uh, did you have any thoughts on the on the montage at all? Like how silly some of these uh, gags were. Um, I, I, I kind of did. Like just 
the um yeah the whole montage thing it, it was it was it was pretty bad <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know how else to say it um but yeah um I thought it was funny though like how um like he was making the call like for what was he trying to order on the phone gosh I don't I don't remember what he ordered to yeah. be honest with you, um, I don't remember a phone call, but I could have been taking notes. Oh, um, it, it's okay. Um, phone call's not important. Okay, so uh, we get the introduction of Jack and Sharon, and they're on their way to the castle. Oh, no, they're flying. Uh, they're, they're in the air, and uh, he mistook like her um, Irish background for Scottish. And then there's a trope. Uh, with this couple, right, where one of the the significant other is not really into the marriage, you know, she mm-hmm. she's totally not into him. Like you, you, you get the the feeling why why are these two even together? Because she's not even like, and I feel like she's kind of typecast. Like I feel like she's kind of this way uh, in like other movies too. But basically, <laughs> there's a line where she drops like, uh, you know, like I, I think he was trying to like get a little cozy with her. She's like, look you know, no, I, I don't want it from you. I'm, we're not having sex, you know, or something like that. So they're not even like, uh, and it's on their that honeymoon, level. right? I think it was their second honeymoon is what they were oh. doing. Yeah. Um, and then, and then like, yeah, so she shuts him down. I mean, mind you, they're, they are on a plane. I mean, he was trying to get into the mile high club, I guess, but then he like <laughs> moves over to go sit next to like an old lady that he tries to hit on. I don't know. I thought I thought that was a little kind of funny, but yeah, also kind of weird. Yeah, that, that was weird. <laughs> so um, we get the scene where everybody is uh, on the bus driving to the castle, and then we get our very first gag of the screaming banshee, uh, you know, <laughs> like uh, hanging from a tree. And uh, she falls on top of the bus, and then the bus uh, runs off the bridge. There's a woman on the roof. I'm not a woman. I'm a banshee. There's a <laughs> banshee on the roof. <laughs> you like that scene? I, I like that line. I, just, I don't know about the scene so much. Yeah, no, I you're, you're right. I, I thought it was funny because like they're trying to scare the people, but they're not doing a very good job. And obviously, this movie isn't meant to be taken seriously. But I do like like the exchange, Hopefully. like that lady. Like, uh, if you're a ghost, you don't speak to them like a normal person. You know, like you try to correct them. Like, I'm not a woman. I'm a banshee. Like, no, you know, you try to scare them. <laughs> but the thing is, like, okay, a being called a banshee, like that's something that like you would call like a really loud and annoying and just like banshee-ish woman like you would like call a woman that and that would be offensive and she's trying to like correct them like i'm not a woman like... <laughs> right <laughs> she's just being a regular person yeah, yeah. uh the, the first night they're there they're having like a community dinner kind of thing which i, I guess is kind of the thing right like at a bed and breakfast they, they're all uh-huh. served you know a dinner at the same time uh, we get a, a parapsychologist. Uh, the, the doctor's name is Malcolm there. and um, Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, well, that's what um, Bill Murray's character is, Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters. I mean, I guess they all are in a oh. sense. But ghost hunters. Kind of, well, are they ghost hunters or are they more like ghost uh, explorers, I guess? You know, like Ghost in- imaginers. <laughs> yeah, because, okay, so the weird thing is he's called a parapsychologist i didn't look it up so i don't want somebody trying to correct me as if like i knew what else i'm talking about but like the things that we see him doing yeah you'll get them really mad at you (laughs) yeah i'm gonna get a lot of email um but no like the things that we see him do throughout the movie though is more as if he is like a like a like a ghost um specialist slash just kind of uh trying to defunct debunk ghosts i guess uh-huh. I mean, because he doesn't look like he's trying to catch ghosts. He just has, like, these little devices and, and things that to kind of tell him that there are presents in the area. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of this uh, this sketch from Saturday Night Live in which um, they're, they're in a, the few people are in a house, like, searching for a ghost. They've got, like, their radiation tools or whatever it is that ghost hunters use. And then one of them lets out a fart. And so then the um, the other three of them start to, like, try to analyze the fart. Like, they think it's a ghost, like, talking to them. 
And the, the, I don't know, that whole like thing, like the, the parapsychologist, he just reminds me of that. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, fart jokes are funny, I guess. <laughs> they could be. All right. Uh, we meet uh, Miranda, played by Jennifer Tilly, and brother Tony. You, you don't recognize uh, Peter Gallagher at all? The guy who plays uh, brother Tony, the priest? Um, he he's kind of known he for his eyebrows. <laughs> for his eyebrows? Yeah, I <laughs> kind of. The the movie, I don't know why, but the first movie that popped up into my head was uh, While You Were Sleeping with uh, Sandra Bullock and Bill <laughs> Pullman. Yeah. I yeah, I haven't seen that one. He's done a lot of things too, but I just can't think of like anything big. I know he was in American Beauty. America. Oh, all oh, right. Wasn't he the uh, the 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 one that um, Annette Bening was, was having an affair. affair with? Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. So yeah, at least you recognize him from that. <laughs> um, so Jack uh, notices a painting of uh, Mr. Plunkett's great 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 cousin or something, Mary, who died like two hundred years ago, and that's uh-huh. uh, played by Daryl Hannah. There. Um, yeah, I don't know these. You know, I I was. I'm glad that we don't have castles or anything like that in the area where somebody's family and they have like pictures of them. I I, I would just find that creepy. And I think that's because of like movies uh-huh. like this, you know, like these, these yeah. horror movies where it's like, there's a, a portrait of like a great family. I, I wonder if those like still exist, you know, on that side of town or wherever there's castles that <laughs> actually are, uh, you know, have people living them in them. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do people still ever live in castles? I have no idea. Uh, have you seen uh, Crimson Peak? Crimson Peak. That is that the one. It with came out this year. Pierce Brosnan. Uh, no, no, it's got. Oh, um, this year. Oh, oh, Tom the uh, the one with uh, uh, Loki. Right. Yeah, Loki. <laughs> um, yeah, that one. They had like really creepy pictures all over the place. Oh of, like, wow! Is that a good a movie? Dead person. Um, well, I don't like horror, and it scared the crap out of me. So I would say that it is a like good horror movie. So if you like horror, yeah. Okay. When we were uh, in California for uh, at Universal Studios, they had a lot of those pictures uh, or posters up. Oh, really? Yeah. So I figured that it's probably like a Warner Brothers property or something. <laughs> Universal slash Warner Brothers. Oh, anyway. All right. So uh, there's there's a brief good evening like a good night message to the guests or something and uh basically it was just like uh good night and good luck kind of kind of talk you know and they turn uh-huh. off all the lights and everything and all the the guests are just still standing there like well what do we do now like no one's taking them to their rooms and basically like uh, mr plunkett's like all right phase two scaring the guests you know <laughs> and so so they just um it's just a bad transition you know, like the, the, uh-huh. these guys obviously don't know what they're doing and they're just like, all right, we're going to try to set the mood and then turn off all the lights and then get to what we need to do. Yeah. And the funny thing is you would spec like, like when you think of like a haunted castle, you would think that there would be a break from the like hauntedness of it. Like you could go to your room and you have the privacy of your room. They're not trying to scare you while you're in your room, but that's when the, the, um, Peter Plunkett, that's when he decides that, that it will be the best time to try to scare the guests. I, I thought that was ridiculous. In in their own room? Yeah, like once they're in that like place, they expect that it's just going to be safe for them, you know. You, well, not even safe. You don't but... think that's a good plan? That, that once they get into the room to scare them then? Because, you know, like if you go like if you go to Disney World, when you go to your hotel at the end of the day, you're done. You're like you're done for the day with all the festivities. You just want to relax. Um, when you want to have fun, you'll go back to Disney World. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? I I wonder. If, okay, well the what what I'm what I feel is that they are trying to make this like a real haunted place, not like a not like a like a haunted house attraction kind of thing. Okay, I, I guess so. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, because. Um, because that that wouldn't make sense. Like, why, come to this castle where we put on a show. Like, like they're not supposed to know it's a show. Like, this is supposed to be real. Like, 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 like an actual haunting. So fair enough. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So when people go into their rooms, they they are settled in, 
And they're just like, all right, we're just in this castle. We hear it's haunted. Let's see if anything happens. And so, like, I feel like most people are more easily scared when they're in, like, the privacy of their own rooms, usually alone or whatever. So, yeah, I think the impression that Mr. Plunkett was trying to um, uh, put out there was that that this is actually, like, uh, like, a real haunted castle. So, but they're just really bad at like haunting it. So, so it, it appears that it's like a fun house kind of thing. And that's what, obviously that's what these guests are, are starting to believe. Like, oh, this is clearly fake. Uh-huh. So uh, some of the things that we did, uh, so we're in uh, Malcolm's room and then uh, they, they do this really weird thing that um, I've never seen anybody do before, but they do this uh, projection like off of a mirror Mm-hmm. Right. So they shine like a light on a mirror onto somebody from afar. And like the reflection is supposed to project like into Malcolm's room. The effect looks really cool, but I just don't understand the science of it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I I, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what to say like about that. <laughs> OK. Did you think that was a cool effect at all? Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. I I thought it was kind of cool, but basically they kind of like uh, uh improvise their own like some so, somehow they were able to project this uh live image like into what appears to be like a 3D hologram. So yeah, that's where I'm like, well, the science of it doesn't seem right, but it looked cool to me for being like a 1988 <laughs> movie that wasn't like a huge hit. So Okay, yeah, that's true. Oh, talk about it not being a huge hit. Um, I looked it up, and the budget for it was $15.5 million. Box office, it only got like $8.5 million. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at that, too. So, uh, (laughs) yikes. You know, I don't even remember when. I I, I used to see this on TV a lot, though. I think that's the only way I was introduced to it. So I wonder if it's one of those things that it was better for home release, you know? Maybe. Maybe it was, like, only on home release. Yeah. Because, like, uh, some of those bigger movies that I named earlier, they were after this had released. So it's not like, you know, not it wasn't like Rain Man came out before this, and that's why this didn't do so well. You know what I mean? It, um, some of those better movies were, well, you know, but I didn't look. Okay, so this movie came out in November. I didn't look that far, like... Um, you know, before in the year to see what else was out. So that Uh could be something because like 1988, like, yeah, uh, Steve Gutenberg was, I'm pretty sure he was still doing like the police Academy movies. Uh, Daryl Hannah was Uh may or may not have already done the, um, been a bond girl and also blade runner. So those are around the same time, but Liam Neeson was clearly an unknown at this point. Like, like, I mean, what did you think of Liam Neeson in this movie? Oh God, it was so, he was so like funny just the whole like like okay so i've whenever i've seen him on in films like he's never been like like a sex icon or anything like he's been like a father figure and stuff because the first thing that i remember seeing him in was taken and you know he's like this concerned father um and yeah and then this and this he's supposed to be like this attractive ghost which like was kind of weird <laughs> so so yeah that was very different it was a very different Liam Neeson than what I'm used to do you, did you ever see Phantom Menace uh no I actually didn't oh okay so that that makes sense why you didn't really like uh re- reply to like when I was like oh Qui-Gon Jinn you know because he was one of the characters in Phantom Menace oh yeah uh I'll have to pull up his filmography after this and see or maybe even recommend like some some other movies where he perhaps might be a sex icon. I don't know, but you're right. I uh, I never thought about that. Like father figure. I mean, but but that makes sense if you're if you're only being introduced to him as like you know the 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 dad from Taken. Yeah, like he's just this old dude for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right, uh, we get the uh, the flying banshee outside of the priest's window, and I think it's funny too because like he doesn't even hear it. I think she swings by his window like three times yeah. and keeps shouting at him. So is she the funniest one so far? I The bus scene and then mm. now outside the window, she's like, hey, you, <laughs> like in the window. Yeah, I think so. Poor, poor woman. She's trying so hard. She's trying so hard to be a banshee, but 
yeah, it's just not working out for her. <laughs> yeah, she's like the first time she swings by the window, she's like, Ooh. and like a uh, 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 brother Tony, he's like reading the Bible and stuff, and he doesn't even hear it. And he keeps looking at the window, but it it happens to be the time when like she passes by the window. So uh, I I thought that was uh, you know a, a bit of funny uh, physical comedy there. Um, yeah, that projection that I was just talking about, the projection of the the the, the mummy. Was it a mummy, right? Somebody kind of wrapped in uh, bandages, I, I want to say. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So they project that into Jack and Sharon's room, and Jack sees the projection. And then he even, like, tries to interact. Like, he tries to jump on it and stuff. And, like, Miranda, or Sharon is, like, uh, laying in bed asleep with, the, the sh- uh, you know, her shades on. What, what are those called? The eye, um... um Sleeping mask? Is that what it is? Okay, a sleeping mask. I yeah. think. To, yeah, to cover her eyes. So she's wearing one of those. And then, like... The projection of the the mummy was like standing above her, you know, like he was gonna stab her. And so like Jack tries to jump the mummy to protect her, but he lands on her and she thinks she he's trying to have sex with her. And like, oh, and he's like, it, it's a ghost, and she's like, oh, that's such a poor excuse to have sex. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so that was kind of funny. <laughs> okay, all right. So you you thought something was funny here? I like, I'll be honest. Like... I, I think I had a little bit more fun than you uh, with this movie. Maybe I, I kind of like everything I laughed at. It was more like I was laughing at it because it was just like such a bad joke or because like it was just so ridiculous. Like like when the when the humans get involved with the ghost, I was I was just kind of like, wait, what? Like, no, that's is this actually like happening right now? What do you think about the uh, the one where I, I guess there's this guy up on um, the next floor up? Uh, above Miranda's room and she's laying in bed and this guy like in in the room above her has like some kind of uh yank crank crank yank yeah <laughs> yeah this, this <laughs> crank that that uh makes her bed spin and then like he just doesn't stop and then her bed starts like uh like winding all the way up to the top ultimately like falling down like five stories yeah I didn't okay that that seemed quite inconceivable to me and then at the same time I was just laughing because because you know he's like just spinning her bed and (laughs) this poor woman can't get off of it because of centrifugal force or whatever and I don't know what that is but it sounds crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's a physics thing Ah, I I don't know science okay I I watched Breaking Bad so that's that's well, I guess you don't really learn science there either. It's chemistry. Chemistry, but then, you know, you get some science experiments like blowing up a door or magnets. You know, magnets was a thing on that show. Uh, all right. We got a pervert knight uh, in an armor. That's actually an old lady. I thought that was kind of a funny um, a funny reveal yeah. there that when she takes off the mask, it was it was the the old lady. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really interesting. Um, and also, like, did okay did the lady ever figure out that the pervert knight was taking her her clothes no that's the funny thing yeah so let's get into that okay like, yeah uh, so so there's this knight in malcolm's room like him and his wife don't even notice it like the uh the wife she was like undressing and for a moment i didn't remember what rating this was which uh let's throw that out it's pg-13 and um you know just for i, I don't i don't remember much language but it's really for kind of crude humor you know, uh, there's like no sex or anything like that. There's simulated sex in one scene, but you don't see anything. But uh, anyway, the the Malcolm's wife was like undressing. And I really thought she was going to remove her top because it almost <laughs> got down to that point. Uh, and so I was a little like, whoa, 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 you know. But anyway, the uh, there's there's a knight that that isn't there. Just just a suit of armor, but that comes to life basically. But it's the old uh-huh. lady in there. And, like, she doesn't really do anything to scare except for, like, I'm just going to be here and hopefully they'll see me and get scared. And so, yeah, like, the, yeah. Yeah. So she stands behind the wife, the the, the knight, that is. And then um, the wife is, like, undressing and, and handing who she thinks is Malcolm, like, her, her garments and stuff. And, like, yeah, nobody ever notices her except for, like, when the lady, she goes to check on her kids down the hall and uh-huh. the knight is behind her. And then, like, the three kids see. The, the the night and gets frightened but like the entire time malcolm and his wife never even see the night yeah that that just like was wild to me like how how are you how are you not noticing this like like jeez all right so the lie comes out mr plunkett 
kind of reveals to you know the guest exactly what's going on um and he's t- i think he even do- he does tell them that you know he owes money to somebody and whatever and jack kind of uh he asks them like uh you know who is this person and they, they say it's uh, it's jim brogan and then we find find out why sharon's kind of been the way she has because apparently she's the daughter of jim brogan and you know again he holds the mortgage to the castle and everyone there despises this man her dad so by extension like they are not liking her right uh-huh. they even like start approaching her like they're about to like uh hang her up or something like you know and like uh, she's not even like she's not very likable like even without like having an unlikable father like right. she's just kind of rude in general yeah and and basically her dad wants that castle because i guess he was born there and that's all we know at this point um and oh and also her dad hates the plunkets so so there's that so we get our uh first scene with marion martin so i guess jack was just um uh, jack and peter they had been drinking right they got pretty wasted and jack wandered off into this i don't know i guess possibly as another section of the castle that the guests don't stay in or something i think mm-hmm. because the the room he's in looks like nobody had been in there in a long time but um but Martin and Mary, again, Daryl Hannah and Liam Neeson, they come, they're, they're spirits. They come running through the walls and Liam Neeson, uh, uh, Martin is chasing after Mary. And he, and, and we, from the, the little dialogue that they have here, sounds like, sounds like Martin thinks that she's cheating on him. And she's like, no, there's, there's nobody else. And then he stabs her. It's not violent, but we uh, obviously see the action. And this entire time, Jack is witnessing this. He he thinks that it's a stage. He's like, wow, this looks so real, <laughs> you know, and all that. Like, the ghost <laughs> looks real. The stabbing looks real and all this. But uh, long story short, he comes to find out they're, they're ghosts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was funny that, like, I, I thought that the ghost kind of looked like the projection that the um, the hotel workers made earlier, too. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, and I can so, see like, that. And so I just thought, I thought it was so funny that he was saying that, oh, yeah, where was this earlier? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, you're right. I can see that. Absolutely. Um, now, how did how did you watch this? By uh, Did you rent this also? Yeah, I rented this one. Um, okay. This, if anybody is interested, this is on YouTube and it's actually a pretty good quality. Just throwing that out free. So, all right uh i was just throwing that out because like the, yeah the effects are actually they still kind of hold up in this uh, on this copy on youtube um but yeah so jack is seeing all of this and then um it's weird because i think this ha- repeats like twice right at least twice i think so yeah i don't yeah i think a second time this scene replays so like jack and mary they uh, i'm sorry jack and martin no (laughs) mary and martin they disappear after the stabbing and then jack's just kind of like what you know he's drunk obviously so he doesn't quite (laughs) uh he can't grasp what's going on and then Mm -hmm. martin and mary appear again reenacting the exact same thing so do you think like how often does this happen because this just repeated yeah i don't don't know like i'm not sure why they keep reenacting it like exactly the way it happens the first time they didn't do a very good job explaining that. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely no rules to that because I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like on the, the like like the anniversary of that happening, but it happened like a second time, like immediately after the the spirits disappeared. So uh-huh. it, did it happen because Jack was in the room? I don't know. So we don't know any of this, but it happens the second time. And since Jack saw it the first time, he tries to intervene the second time, gets in the way. And by doing so, it's really weird. It it, it kind of stopped that cycle, and uh-huh. Mary was able to back out of it, except for Martin. So Martin's like looking at the ground. There's nobody there, and he's like apologizing to his dead wife. But Mary, she thanks Jack for for saving him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how like she he she was saved if she was already dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, because she breaks the cycle. Oh, he broke the cycle by getting in the way. But it's weird because, like, how did he save her? But Martin thinks that he's still stabbing something. So yeah, it's it's really weird. Yeah. So no answers there. <laughs> but um, 
Jack goes back into his room. Sharon is asleep. And then he goes into the bathroom and, again, tries to commit suicide by, um, I think, what, what is it that he's trying to take? Do you remember the, the actual drugs? Was it Valium? Um, no, I don't, I don't remember the actual drugs. I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> I want to say that's what it was because I'm pretty sure Sharon brought that up earlier, that she was going to take two Valiums because of Jack, you know, that she couldn't handle him or something. But anyway, Jack, like, he plans on downing her entire bottle and for whatever reason and i found this scene a little eerie i don't know about you did uh, if you did but uh, mary appears in the mirror in this bathroom mirror and jack doesn't notice her at first because i think i don't know what he was doing but he wasn't looking directly in the mirror and then she has her hands come out of the mirror to like switch the bottles i guess and so he ends up taking like aspirin instead uh instead of like the bottle of drugs Uh uh-huh but when, did, I forget, did he take the whole bottle of aspirin too? I don't know about the whole, but at least maybe like a handful. Like, you know, he, he <laughs> attempted like suicide, you know what I mean? So like if it was Valium, like earlier, I'm pretty sure Sharon took like two pills. So he must have had like at least double the dose, if not more, just trying to uh, OD on those. Uh, yeah, That's what I, I think. I, but like, it's funny because I would think that aspirin is not the best thing to OD on either. But but uh, Mary switched the bottles on him, so he didn't know it was aspirin. He thought he was taking Sharon's drugs. Oh yeah, but I just meant like I would I would think that aspirin would have a bad effect too. Oh right. Um. Well, yes. I'm I'm sure he had some kind of hangover, <laughs> you know, stomach problems or something that uh, the actor just didn't play it that way. She should have no, gotten you're, you're the right. gummy vitamins. <laughs> she should have. Yeah, exchange it for gummies. <laughs> And um, I don't know if they had edible marijuana back then, but maybe Jack would have thought that's what that was. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm from Oregon, people. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> Mr. Plunkett goes to visit his mom and, or something. I don't know. But there's a scene where the Mrs. Plunkett, she gets a, a visit from her dead husband who has been dead for like 10 years. Uh-huh. And um, I like this scene because like there's – uh, I, I guess Peter Plunkett doesn't know that his mom sees her husband. You know, they're the late dad, husband, whatever, the, the spirits. Uh-huh. And like they're 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 talking about Peter behind his back, and like even the dad <laughs> calls him like a, like an idiot or a moron or something like that. And basically, uh, he says like the Americans will get what they came for. You know that they're they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna haunt the people. Uh, did you have any thoughts about the uh, the, the relationship here with uh, Mrs. Plunkett and her dead husband? Um. it was kind of like just an old married couple wasn't it like just arguing and then like the son they're disappointed in (laughs) yeah so ghosts are normal a little bit i guess (laughs) you know what's weird is i don't know if you got this feeling but um the peter's dad the mr plunkett the here the the ghost he supposedly died just 10 years previously right but even at like like uh, Peter O'Toole, the actor who plays Peter Plunkett, he looks a lot older than his dad does as as the ghost. Like even ten years ago, didn't look like that would have been long enough. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I feel like his dad should have died like thirty years ago, the way he looked. No? Yeah, uh, uh, no, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just yeah, it's this movie has so many like inconsistencies and. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't know its own rules, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the, the next scene where Jack, uh, he thinks he's dead, right? So he, he wakes up and like Sharon's like flossing her teeth, I want to say, or br- flossing, right? Yeah, she's flossing her teeth. And then he he thinks he's dead, so he's talking to her. And I forget exactly what he says, but basically he says that she's as cold as a penguin or something. Just <laughs> just not, just saying a lot of, not, uh, you know, mean things to her. And, you know, she's not listening so that's why he thinks he's dead and then and then she slaps him so i thought that was kind of funny <laughs> also as cold as a penguin that's pretty good yeah uh she i i guess i guess that kind of hurt her feelings in a way or something because she goes immediately goes to a payphone to call her dad and uh tells him what's going on and then like dr malcolm here comes you know, down to the stairs, and for whatever reason, she kisses the doctor because she wasn't feeling so good, and then she slaps the doctor because he actually did, you know, kind of kiss her back. 
And then I thought this was funny because the doctor's like, um, don't, don't, please don't tell my wife. <laughs> you know, just kind of like nonchalant about it. Like, like that just yeah. happened, but don't tell my wife. I don't know. It's, there was some things to laugh at, I think. All right. So we get a scene of Jack and Mary. Uh, he finally, uh, she says that he finally gave her peace after 200 years. Again, we're still not exactly sure how that even worked. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then it gets kind of weird as these like, ghosts are like falling in love with these random humans <laughs> like liam neeson his character what was his yeah. name he gets a uh, martin martin brogren martin brogan he gets very creepy no he does Let, let's let's start jumping into that like uh like how the ghosts are interacting so um so now jack and mary are falling in love and I guess her love will do whatever. And then Martin starts showing up like uh, in the shower with Sharon. There's that yeah. scene where it looks yeah. like he was going to rape her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so she was showering, uh, clearly nude, but, it, you know, she's got a curtain covering her. But um, I, I, like, I do like the effect of how Martin shows up. He just kind of like comes up like probably like some kind of trap door like uh -huh. from under the uh, under the tub yeah, there. And cool. he starts starts massaging her and she's she starts liking it and stuff. And then she, you know, turns around and it's him. And obviously she's frightened by it. But after he disappears, she she was just kind of like, oh, you, you see this look in her face. Kind of like, you know, I kind of enjoyed that massage. <laughs> like, didn't she say so, like, oh, yeah. I didn't know you were this ripped or something. Or so, something like that. Like she uh, thought something, was... I think it was it was more of, yeah, like just like, uh, you know, his 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 hands were strong or something. You oh, know? OK. Yeah, probably alluding to that uh, Jack is uh, has very weak hands. I don't know. Um, the uh, do you, did you have any scenes that stuck out where the like the real ghosts come? Like I remember the one scene where like Brother Tony he's looking out of his window, which he can see into Miranda's window, and she's like doing stretches and stuff. And then like these these ghouly ghouly nuns appear, these ghost looking nuns. And they scare him, like, out the window and stuff. Yeah, I wasn't sure what that's about. Like, did the nuns used to live in the castle or something? I, I wonder if they're playing up on him being, like, a uh, like a priest in working or whatever. I, I don't know what the, the, the thing is called. Because he's not quite a priest yet. Uh, that's why, you know, I keep calling him Brother Tony because that's what he's referred to as. Uh -huh. But I feel like they were playing up on that. And perhaps him looking at Miranda was, like, an impure thought. So these nuns pop out of nowhere uh -huh. to scare him. Maybe that's what that is. Yeah, they had to haunt him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, one of the things that really did scare me was that Malcolm was walking around with one of those devices of his. And then he's looking at one of those um, fishes that are hung up on the wall. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, it's like half of the fish. It's a really big fish. And it's like looking out into the hallway. And he gets really close up to it. And is like looking above the fish. And like some kind of like bloody arm comes out the mouth of the fish to like strangle him. Yeah, that, that was actually was the freaky. scariest thing. Yeah. The, yeah, that, that me too. I agree with you. Can we talk about that scene with the cardboard sea monsters? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's jump to that. <laughs> So um, the entire time they were trying to put on a play. And so, yeah, you got the stage with a bunch of like, uh, like, like you said, cardboard cutouts that move and things like that. And in this one scene, it kind of comes to life, right? Like the ocean comes uh, alive and starts splashing on the, on, on the guests and they're all standing there. And like the, this kraken, I guess you want to call it, extends yeah, its like that. tentacle and yeah, it takes one of the little boys. And I thought this was a really cool transition shot where the, the, the boy goes flying in the air, and as he gets closer to the stage, he turns into a piece of cardboard himself. Oh, you thought that was a cool transition? <laughs> I did. I thought that was really cool. You didn't like it. Well, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, pretty bad how it kept, like, going, like, okay, here's the cardboard, and now we'll show it from this viewpoint where you can just see these real tentacles. And I don't know. They just looked so fake, and, like, they just kept switching from, like, the audience's view to the cardboard's view and... Like, you know what I mean when I say cardboard view, like, um, right. and I do. So, so yeah, like, it, like, I just thought that was like ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I just thought it was a cool look, like, <laughs> like the scene, whatever's, but, but just from, from the, the, the kid turning from real life to a cardboard, I thought that was kind of, it, it, it had like a, um, like a get it. 
I want to say there's like a movie. I can't put my finger on it right now. I'm having like a huge brain fart. But um, there, there's a scene I want to say of like a kid that disappears and ends up in like a painting. Oh, Is yeah, that like... that's freaky. Yeah. Um, gosh, like I'm sure like one of the listeners or somebody, is, you know, that will immediately bring like, oh, that's that movie. You know, but I, I just can't think of the title right now. But there is a movie where it's something like that. You know, um, was it Witches or something like that, maybe? You know? Um, um, but yeah, please, one of the listeners, email in. I, I, <laughs> I, but just the thought of that, right? It's kind of creepy. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what it brought me to that. And, and maybe because I had that, uh, that nostalgic memory of something like yeah, that, that, maybe that that's why sense. it works more for me. Yeah. So if, like for you, have like never seen something like that, maybe I, I can get that. All right. Uh, what do you think about the scene of Jack and Mary having sex? That Simulated. Was, that really, like, just, ew. Uh. I thought it was weird and it was uh. unneeded. It was just, it was really weird. And, and there was nothing sexual about it. It was actually kind of, kind of disturbing, kind of, like, weird. Yeah. And then, like, when he wakes up and she's, like, dust and bones, pretty much, like. What do you think about that one scene where, like, the bricks all come flying uh, and it, it's when like <laughs> Mr. Plunkett's standing there, and then he's like, uh, "I have the quote down here. I, w- I want to get this right because I thought it was a very interesting quote." He says uh, that the, uh, the he's referring to these bricks that are flying off the wall. He goes, "Chunks of masonry are flying off the wall, and expo- you know it, it <laughs> exposes like all these graves." So uh, I thought that was just an interesting wording of it. But uh, what do you think of those hidden graves behind the this wall? I they they kind of like confuse me like. Like, why didn't any of this happen before? <laughs> um, well, m- my thing was, like, did they cover up the why? Why is the wall covered up? Because they they appear to be, like, relatives. Not ancestors, but relatives. Like, oh, that's my aunt, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's, you know what I mean? Like, the, 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 yeah. the relationships that they were throwing out, it seemed like like more of, like, uh, their, not immediate family, but, like, just the, the closer extension. So they didn't seem like old family relatives. They just seemed like more fresher. So why were these <laughs> walls covered up? And they seemed like really surprised that the, the, the ghosts were behind this wall. Oh so my gosh. Did they yeah. I know. Maybe they're dead. Or was that an effect from the ghosts? Like those weren't supposed to be there kind of thing. Maybe that's what it is. Something like that. <laughs> that would make more sense, right? If, if that actually wasn't supposed to be a grave and it just, you know, the, the 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 real ghosts are actually trying to haunt you know and and did that like i, I like I would that buy explanation that better. better yeah <laughs> okay there we go all right so uh we get uh close to the end here the ending and, honestly uh, just kind of had me so befuddled like i was so lost as to what was happening <laughs> so basically um since jack is now in love with mary and then Sharon seeing Mary as like a 200-year-old corpse, he's like, oh, okay, well, do you then. You know, you, you do you, boo. <laughs> you know, that's basically what she says. And she's like, I'm going to run off with Martin. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So she runs off with Martin, who's, you know, Liam Neeson's uh, like 30-year-old uh, Irish. He's as Irish as they come in this movie. And um, there's the scene where like he runs up the, the stairs and like sits over by the window and she chases after him. And he's like, oh, come to me, my love. And she runs out to him. And him being a spirit, she actually flies out the window and then dies. And That was really dark. It was dark, <laughs> but this is also weird. So apparently with her dying, somehow she switches places with Mary. And so now um, now Sharon becomes the ghost. But then Mary, Mary's corpse disappears. And now she ends up in Sharon's body or something like that. It's really, really weird. Because yeah. I'm thinking like, okay, so she takes the place of Sharon. So what about like Sharon's life, like her family and stuff like that? Do, do they accept her as dead and then bury <laughs> Sharon? True. Like I, I don't I didn't get even that. Think you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because she she's got a dad. Obviously, people don't like. But what about when when Jack goes back to his real life and and comes with with, with Mary? Do people see her as Sharon? I, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, I swear. This is what my wife always looked like. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? This is Sharon. Like, she, she got her face done. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah it, I mean, was, I think that's a, a, a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was our second honeymoon gift. Absolutely. 
So, yeah. uh, so that's pretty much it. The yeah, the movie ends with them basically switching spouses, and I, I kind of do like how uh, it ends with them like dancing and switching. Uh, dance dance partners and um, Jack and Sharon are throwing a little shade at each other like oh how's the corpse you know and I, I forget what Jack refers as um, uh, Martin as but it was just kind of a funny exchange like look we've accepted this uh-huh. and we're moving on with our life now <laughs> they, yeah it was I feel like the writers just like didn't know how to end it they were like oh we want everybody to be happy Let's just let's just magically make this happen and magically make everyone okay with it. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that the writer is the director, and uh, a lot of times I feel that works. But here, it's kind of like, did you like have a lot of deleted scenes? Maybe that explains some of our questions that we had. It's kind of <laughs> weird. But um, I would actually really like a reboot of this or a remake of this movie. Really? I would I would like it in the hands of Tim Burton because I can see this being like up his alley, right? It's, you know, kind of kooky. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe even gothic. You know, kind of like he how he did with a uh, lot of things. Oh, I'm sure. He will definitely do his spin <laughs> on it. But I'm just thinking like I mean, this wasn't a great movie, but uh Dark Shadows that he recently did. Uh-huh. You know, if he took a spin on that with this movie, I think he can make it work for this generation. And it's so funny that uh, prior to recording that um, you showed me a, a clip from off, um, from The Office with Steve Carell. Because when I was watching this, I, I, thought, I thought Steve Carell would be the perfect Jack. Really? <laughs> I think so. What do you think? Yeah, I, I could see that. Like, like him in Date Night, kind of. Oh, uh, I haven't seen Date Night, but I I oh, okay. know of the movie. But hey, uh, Tina Fey, you can you can do Tina Fey as sh- <laughs> maybe not Sharon. I don't know. I can't see her as Sharon. Amy Poehler could be Sharon. <laughs> this is writing itself. So yeah, you gotta make who, this. Go to who Tim would Burton. You, and... Who would you do as Martin and Mary? I feel like those are the only mm. four that that you know you got to kind of get right. Like yeah. everyone else can be anybody. But who would be a good Martin and Mary? And they got to be Irish, I guess, in this setting, unless, unless, um, you know, Tim Burton changes it and it's not Ireland or something. But let's stay, let's stick huh. with Irish. You know, you know, it'd be interesting would would uh, to have like Ed Sheeran, you know, be Martin uh, or something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> He's got the instead hair. Of Liam, yeah, instead of Liam Neeson, this little like ginger boy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what What are your thoughts on on Ed Sheeran? I think he's a very good singer. Yeah, I love his music. And um, one of my favorite Bieber songs right now is actually written by him. So so that's that was a plus. I'm like, well, it's Bieber, but it's written by him. So that's like <laughs> makes the song even better. Um, but anyway, I, I just I'm trying to think of like Irish actors. But I guess if we just take that away, you know, so we're not limiting ourselves to. Yeah. To the Irish actors. Um, who can you see? In this role that is something like that i mean so, so we want somebody like in their like 20s to mid 30s right mm-hmm. about that mid 20s to mid 30s comedy i want to stay away from the apatow people because that's what we did with hook <laughs> <laughs> kind of um man i'm trying to think of some of the uh did you ever watch um have you ever seen any of the Vampire Diaries series? No. I oh. m- may have allegedly seen Twilight. <laughs> well, maybe if you want it to be a bad movie, you could use Robert Pattinson. But I was thinking Ian Somerhalder from the Vampire Diaries. That um, name sounds familiar. What else has he been in? Um, He played Boone on Lost. I haven't seen Lost. Me neither, but I just, I just know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can't think of anything else he's really been in, but yeah, okay. I don't know. He just has, he kind of has that like trickster supernatural personality. Well, I mean, Liam Neeson was basically a nobody in this movie or, or at the at the time of this movie. So, I mean, I guess for the role of Martin, doesn't really have to be anybody, but like you, you do kind of need somebody with you know, like a Steve Carell and maybe an Amy Poehler to be Sharon and Jack, I feel, <laughs> you know, 
to kind of like obviously like you know to bring people to to want to watch this comedy and uh mary again it could be anybody also uh this movie did win an award well let me take that back it may okay it at least got nominated for For razzie yes there you go (laughs) so was it a winner or a nominee it was a nominee um okay daryl hannah who played mary she, uh, so the golden raspberry award <laughs> yeah so so she she got nominated for this um rightfully so i'm sorry i'm sorry daryl hannah yeah. if you're listening to this um <laughs> so i guess mary and martin aren't really that important as far as casting do you have any other people that you can see as jack and sharon um not not particularly <laughs> Just because, like, I feel like, uh, like I, I, I really love uh, Steve Carell's, uh, you know, humor, his his comedic humor. Uh, just like he can play it straight, but also be comical. You know, like in Get Smart or something like that. Uh-huh. I could, I could see that character being in this movie. Like, I feel that's what this movie uh-huh. really is. You know, and Amy Poehler, same thing. She's dead serious, but can be really funny. Uh huh. And she kind of looks a little bit like Beverly D'Angelo, a little bit. Kind of a little bit, little, a little bit. So you can kind of see where I'm going. Okay, so uh, I'm really curious here. Do you want to get into ratings? Sure. You want to go first? <laughs> I'm gonna give it one star. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's not very engaging. It's kind of it, it has a lot of moments where there's it's just so bad that it's funny and so yeah. I just. Mm. <laughs> okay fair that's very fair and let's see i'm gonna give it uh, i'm gonna go two and a half generous you know, uh, yeah i'm definitely generous um i i like steve gutenberg in in this movie and i think that helped it for me and i know a lot of the movies that he's done so that's that's one uh i like the premise of the story and i i just love how you know another thing that I love that I, I forgot to bring up was did you notice the credits the, the the end credits of the movie? Um, I don't think so. What happened in them? So basically, they have them separated by the people. So it says the uh, the Irish, and then it goes the Americans, uh, and then and then like the villagers. <laughs> so they separated them oh, by geez. the groups of people. So I thought that was funny also. So the the, the movie has a good idea as far as the execution. It's not great. They play very loose with their own rules, but I just love how the the Irish, how they are so, like, they, they're so they're so serious, but they're silly, you know, like they're, they're really trying to to scare these people, and it just comes off silly. So I I get what the movie kind of is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you had no idea what the movie was kind of about going into it. Like I know you saw the trailer and just like, oh, this looks like a hoot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, so it sounds like you were disappointed. Obviously, the was the trailer misleading at all? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I think I don't think it's that misleading. I think it kind of the trailer is really what it wants to be, but it just doesn't quite get there. Okay, okay, fair. Um, but I, again, like I, I think entertaining the thought of a remake by Tim Burton with the the, the two actors <laughs> that I mentioned, I think is also what's kind of giving me like a like a generous generous uh, uh, rating here. Um, but I mean, it, it's not that bad, and and I wonder if it's that generational thing or my nostalgic tie with it, you know. So you um, giving it a one. And me giving it a two and a half. Like, if you double the two and a half, that's a five. Like, that's like a straight average movie. And actually, <laughs> some would say below average because average movies are usually about a six, six and a half, right? So, this uh-huh. is a, a below average, not a highly recommend, but for those that have seen this before, I would re- recommend going back and rewatching it, you know, just to see, uh-huh. you know, like, like see, I, I, um, I like that scene with the projection of the ghost. You didn't. So, again, like, <laughs> like I thought that was fun. I don't like Jennifer Tilly in this role. I her I was never really a big fan of her anyway. The the Miranda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh father uh, or brother Tony, I should say, he was okay. Peter O'Toole is being Peter O'Toole. He's basically <laughs> the same character in every movie. Um 
I, I guess that's it for the cast. But yeah, I, I, I do like some of the ideas that happened in the movie. It's, it's just the execution of it. So that's why I'm teetering in between like, a, like you know, I mean, well, just at two and a half. So I, <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. So w- what does that make between us to like a 175 or something kind of? I something like that yeah <laughs> yeah so it's mm-hmm. you know it's not a gem whatsoever like this isn't like oh you got to go back and rewatch this movie it's you know hey do you remember this movie go back and rewatch it if you don't have anything else to watch because I, I thought it was kind of entertaining enough but <laughs> um you know it's not, it's not that great of a movie at all so so we leave it at that um i don't think you and i have decided on a movie uh, for the next time that you're coming on. But uh, I do want to point out that this is our third review together and we Ooh. have spoken and you are open to returning as well. So, um, and I'm sure the listeners are just as happy as I am to uh, have you be a part of uh, of this show. Oh, it's so much fun to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you didn't like this movie. So we'll figure out things that you'll like a little bit more. So, um, but yeah, Alicia, why don't you tell the listeners uh, where they can find some of your work and uh, where they can interact with you on the social media? Okay, so um, I am on Twitter as Real Red Reviews. Um, that's spelled R E E L, not R E A L. And my blog that I have is realredreviews.wordpress.com. And I also write for the site Screen Relish, which is movie news, reviews, and features. So, yeah, you can find me all those places. Um, And, yeah. All right. And as always, I will include those in the show notes so it's easier for the listeners to, to access. So uh, if you want to interact with me, I am on Twitter and Instagram at HLF Podcast. So the same name for those two there. Uh, But also you can find our latest content on followingfilms.com along with other shows such as Pop Culture Case Studies, uh, War Machine vs. War Horse, Original Remake, and a True Bromance Film Podcast. To find my other work, I do a list show with uh, my co-host Devin at CoreTempParts.com, and that show is called We Got Five. If you are too a Back to the Future fan like I am, I cover the animated series at BarrenSpace.com, and the show is called Back to the Future, the animated series podcast. So until the next episode, I am Peter. And I'm Alicia. And this is Hydrate Level 4. <laughs>